Welcome to Talking Tourism, the podcast series created specifically for tourism operators. Talking Tourism, the expert series, is the ultimate resource for business owners who want to lift their skills to the next level. If you want to learn how to be a better tourism operator, listen on. This is Talking Tourism and I'm today's host, Sam Denmead. Every fortnight, the Tourism Industry Council Tasmania brings you conversations with the brightest minds in the tourism industry. TACT is the peak body for tourism operators in the beautiful state of Tasmania. Each episode of Talking Tourism will deal with a specific tourism-related topic with tips and advice for improving your tourism business and helping you get ahead in the visitor economy. You might be listening to this episode outside of Tasmania. If so, welcome. The content of these podcasts will be relevant for your tourism business wherever you are based, particularly today because our conversation is going to be about how you pitch to journalists uh, and everybody who ever has owned a tourism business has always wanted to get media attention. And today I've got an expert with me who's going to help us and help you as a tourism operator learn how to talk to journalists. And alongside me here is Alice Hansen. Welcome, Alice. Oh, thank you, Sam. It's lovely to be here. Yeah, thank you for coming in. For those of you who haven't met or even heard of Alice, where have you been? You may have read some of the stuff she's written, though. So she has been a contributor to Gourmet Traveller, Italian Vogue, Australian Traveller, Lonely Planet, uh, Peppermint Mag, Sunday Style, Herald Sun, Luxury Travel, Jetstar, Audi Mag, Escape, and I could keep going. But at least you'd have heard of several of those magazines and publications. She also does a lot of other work as a writer. She's founded the business of Tailored Tasmania, which is a launch pad for exploring Tasmania like a local. And she's written copy for a heap of, of our top tourism operators around Tasmania that you would have heard of, authored books, and is a freelance writer at the moment. So she's been around. Have I missed anything here? Oh, no. You've, I need you <laughs> on my PR team. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you got any, um, any background about how, for the listener, how you got into writing? Have you always been wanted to be a writer? Is that where you thought you'd always go? Yeah, absolutely. I think back to when I was four or five and I was writing stories about our boat trips uh, as a family. So it, when I, it was many years later that I thought, wow, I, somebody actually suggested I could write for a living and I was working as a drug rep at the time and I thought, and hating it, and I thought, wow, actually writing sounds much more appealing. Go back to what you've, you've done because um, I'd written for newspapers of the Examiner and the Advocate if uh-huh. the locals would have certainly heard of them uh, writing the tennis reports. So I'd been very lucky to have opportunities to write for print media from 14, which Maybe they were just slim pickings at the time. But, yeah, so it's been in my in my blood from when I could learn to write. And what about travel? Have you always loved travel and Absolutely. different places? Yeah, yeah. And it really wasn't until I um, <clears throat> lived in the US for five years that I came back to Tassie and thought, gosh, we've got it, got it pretty special I here. I think that's important, isn't it? You need to get out to be able to come back and go, oh, my gosh, Absolutely. this was here all along. I just didn't see it. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I studied PR and journalism in the States and I think that they are the experts in PR. They, I think they invented it. Yes. So I feel very fortunate to have that background but then bring it back to and put an Aussie taste to exactly, it. Exactly, exactly, where, where I love to be. Wow, mm. living the dream, I feel, writing and Yeah, travelling. I feel very fortunate because I love Tassie and I love writing and actually I remember with the interview at Tourism Taz, that's exactly what I said to, to the lady that was hiring me. I thought, what a silly, who's going to believe that? I love Tassie, I love writing, but I meant it and, yeah. and I continue to do that and I still do it you know, pretty much every day. So I feel very lucky because it doesn't feel like work. Yeah, see, writing to me, I 
I like talking and I like reading, but I'm not actually a very good writer. And I don't think that comes naturally to a lot of people, certainly tourism operators. So hopefully the listeners today will be able to get some tips on how to do it better themselves, or if they can't, just can't write for themselves, how they can tap into those who can. Yep. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. Because I know that a lot of people that I've written for, particularly, you know, their, their About Us page or something, they, they brew over it and stew over it for months thinking, oh, I can't write about myself. Um, and when it's really quite easy to you know, hire a writer and, and they can see it from, from the outside, put the words together and the pain-free. Uh, and, and I think that, in fact, one of uh, one I recall, he said, can you write it for me? Just make sure I don't sound like a knob. Yeah, that was so his- true. <laughs> Interestingly, our entire conversation is meant to be about pitching to journalists, pitching to magazines, how to get media attention. But it's bigger than that. It's actually hel- telling your story, not just for media purposes, but for yourself and being able to articulate who you are, what you're about, what you're passionate about in your story. So you can help with that too. Absolutely. I think that, um, you know, some of the, you know, like the Three Capes track or the Pump House points and the thing um, through to the smaller operators that have asked me for help with website copy, that's often just sat there as something that, oh, who are we going to handball that to or um, husbands and wives that have tried to do it together and it's a bit like me trying to do my tax, you know, I can't stand it. I don't want to deal with it. Uh, whereas sometimes it's easy or even just to talk with someone that can help you give the pointers to, to do it yourself. So um, if I was writing a website now um, for a new business, I would probably consider my about page to be fairly important. As a consumer, I like to read people's about pages. So potentially people could, you know, write that themselves and I've done that before. But I can see a huge benefit in actually getting someone like you to come in and help hone my story and tell that better. I think it, it is something that people put off or, or fear. They think, oh, I'm not, not a good writer or, and they either just need the confidence to, to go ahead and do it. Um, I, in fact, I just wrote one for a new business up in the north and what helped as well was uh, the new tour guides, each were providing their own little blurb and to restyle them to make sure they all had a similar style. So things like that that can help. Um, and I'm not saying that everyone needs to hire a writer. I think the other option is to have somebody read through and just say, looks like someone wrote your About Us page, but someone else wrote, uh-huh. you know. So your, you're looking for consistency, cohesive approach. Yeah, I think you can usually. And, and the funny thing is too that um, the different styles of writing, like a scientist might write reams of pages that make sense to and them. They haven't actually talked about their accommodation because that's not there. Um, so I often say, which is almost anti-writers, like less is better with, mm. with text, big images, people, we're all time poor, they want to, they're almost sold on the imagery, the videography, um, and just keeping the words short and short and sweet. So one thing I, I like to talk to my clients about, which is, is it, you're offering an experience. So you need to actually sell the experience, not the product. Mm. So the nuts and bolts of the product come diff- come separately. You need to sell them on the experience first. And sometimes the best person to do that isn't you as the operator. You need to bring in a fresh set of eyes. That's true. Because often when you're so close to it, and that's things that other people have picked up, where they think, oh my gosh, I didn't even realise that I didn't mention how exactly. long the tour was or where where it goes, because I got carried up and carried away in the other um, the finer details because you, you, you're too close to yeah to uh, deliver it in a way that is like a new set of eyes. And certainly for this web website that I just did, I went out on two tours and then I could experience it firsthand and write firsthand about what um, 
you know what you what it was like, what it felt a, like as a as a consumer. Yes, yeah, as an yeah. A, a, an outsider uh, experiencing it for the first time, the things that were real highlights, and yep. um, as an operator that's developed it, might have a very different, um, and also removing the the sale. The, the no one likes to be pushed. No pushed one likes on to be sold to. No, that's right. Yep. So um, I think the other thing is just a really conversational style. And if people are that are afraid of writing or putting pen to paper, or where do I start? And it needs to be such a good good website copy. Literally, it, it just talk. The way you talk would be just a great way to start, as far as even website. So copy. when you're if you're writing your own, yeah, a yeah. conversational tone because yeah. you you can't go too far wrong. Yeah, um, because it's you know a computer isn't a very <laughs> good human connection. So the more human it feels, like you're having a chat with someone, I feel particularly for the tourism industry here in Tassie, we're a welcoming, friendly bunch. I think if you can deliver your your website copy in that way, you're on your way. So it's also not feeling like I need a journalism degree to be able to deliver something um, to present to, you know, your business better than anyone else. Um, But just having a few tips like that, I think are really, really helpful. So if the uh, listener takes even just one thing away from our conversation today leaves now at least at least go and do an audit of your collateral your website your online presence is it reflective of who you are as a person and what your business is trying to represent and just make sure the words are uh, sending the right message that's yeah. you know that could, could be all they take out of this conversation yeah that's right and and in a casual relaxed style i don't think it needs to be any any f- formal copy either because uh, a lot of people are looking for that in fact i recall a few years ago writing for um local print and I was told you've got to write to an eight, a 13-year-old age uh, which almost makes you feel, you know, not dumbing it down mm. but the, the, the less uh, complex words the better. It's, yep. it's not about kind of showing your superior ability to write wonderful prose. Yeah. Um, it intimidates people. Um, there's, a, there's a place for that but I think it's uh, also not, not to be afraid of getting getting into that copy yourself and just letting it flow, having people read it so that you have have a confidence that all this really works and we can maybe improve this this area. I think that's key there because one of the things that is super important is is knowing your story and having a good grasp on what your why, your why, which is a very Simon Sinek thing to, to consider, but why do you do this? Why are you in the tourism industry? What are you trying to, to do here? So I think do you have any advice or any suggestions on how people can find out what their why is and what their story is? Yeah, I think it's important too in the things that we'll get to about pitching and, and talking with to the media, it, that, that why is very important because that's, um, you know, we talk a lot about storytelling but you've got to have a story to tell and often people think, oh, what is my story, what is my why? But it, it is often what, you know, what got you into the industry in the first place, what are you passionate about? Uh, it might seem every day to you, but um, that type of uh, the things that really drive why you do what you do every day um, are often where the, the nuggets of gold are that can then develop an angle for a story. Or And that, not just for a story, but the consumer as well. They want to hear. They want to know that you're a real person or a real company. If you're a family-owned business, that's a great story. Or if you've you know changed industries, you have a career change, you've moved countries or states to be here. We want to know that stuff. Absolutely. As a consumer, I think it sets you apart. Definitely, definitely, because then you're not just another vineyard or another hotel yes. accommodation. You know, people want to know why on earth did someone just, in fact, recently you know move to open a bakery in Cressy? Yep. Well, their interstate friends said, "Are you mad?" Um, it's not just because they're a great baker. Yeah, there's ex- more to it than that. Exactly. So there's there's li- things like that, which the stories behind that, you think, why? Um, 
and that's you know their, their, their passion and their drive and their love of what they do and their belief in where it's going to take them. Uh, that's that's the real goal that people sit down and read about. And it, that's not about promoting the loaves of bread. In effect, that's what you're doing. It's it's a underhanded that comes self. after it, it does, but it, it's it's the storytelling of the people. Yeah. Um, and how the vanilla slice could be so good that there's fights, you know, over the the locals. Um, but that's that's where people really start listening. Yeah, so I, find, I think finding your, finding your story will help everything flow from that. Once you once you're confident and comfortable in your own skin, and you know why you do what you do, the rest of it will come. Mm. So when you've got a story you want to tell specifically, so for instance, you've done something new, there's a new product, or even just launching a new business, th- that will come after you've got the the why and what you're doing. Yeah. So when you want to talk to the media, that's the next step we'll talk about, which is. How do I how do I tell how do I tell my story? What do I who do I tell? Yes. How do I get known now? Yeah. And just another thing on that. Often when I'm talking to people, they're like, We're, "I'm no different to any. I don't have a story. You know, oh, well, how can yes. I make this up?" And I, I think sometimes it's good to to hear you know, what what are the compliments that are coming through? What what's the the feedback you're getting from people that have engaged with you? Um, that will that's the type of um, feedback that might help you. Yep. Think. Again, if you're so close to what you do, you don't realise until other people um, let you know. But um, getting back to what you've just asked, that that's the next step. You think, okay, I've got a story to tell. I've got something to share. So, um, you know, I think the, f- the first step is uh, think about where where is best for that story to, to live. Um, so the first thing is to do the research. Um, it's, it's nice to think, oh, I want it in the biggest yeah. national... Yeah, you know, right out there. But it, it's really targeting is a, a really important um, part of it, and also yeah, knowing knowing how to contact and and how I think we we go through those things as well. But first first of all is really just to have a look about okay, where does my story fit? Um, where would I like to see it? And so that might mean just doing some uh, online research, looking at some of the online publications, even just going to the news agent, flicking through some of the travel magazines. It might be that you're a local business and you just want to be, you know, want to get listed in the local newspaper. That's right. So once you've determined who your target publications are, then what? What do you do? What do we do next? Okay. Well, once you've decided on that, and you don't always have to. I mean, some people come to me and say, "Oh, I don't know where to start, and I don't know who who would be interested in this story." Um, there's, there's different things. It might be the launch of a new business, and that might be very different to that might mean a media release and inviting media and, and that type of approach. Whereas other ones that uh, a story for an existing property or something that um, has been running for a while, but you've got some exciting news to share or uh, an angle that you you're hopeful will will bring attention to your your offering. Um, you can go it alone, and you, it's very easy to flick to the front of the magazine, and the editor's email is typically there. Some are harder to track down than others, um, but most of them are, are track downable. <laughs> yep, uh, that's a good word. <laughs> um, and yeah, some some are harder than others, but uh, certainly you can approach them directly, uh, or you can work with a writer. Um, it it really just depends on on how you want to go about it. So for so. those people who own or run businesses and have never had to tell their story before or never never needed to share news or get in the, you know, get get in print or get published, it can be quite daunting to 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 write about 
your news. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you've done that job, though, there's still more to go. Though you've still got to get it out there. Someone's mm-hmm. got to someone's got to be interested. Yep. And how do you go about making these people interested? Do you do you do it yourself, or do you have to pay somebody to? to go out on your behalf and tell your story? Like what's what's the best way to go about it? Yeah, well, I've certainly, um, you can, again, do it yourself. All those all those people, the editors in the, the newspapers and the print and the blogs and things, they're all accessible these days. It's it's wonderful in that you can just go straight, straight to the source. Um, the tricky part of that is that they're not always receptive because often they'll want to see uh, the credentials of a writer that they can then trust to go, okay, well, that's the calibre of... Um, writing that I'll receive with a story pitch. Um, and again, that varies depending on whether it's a local newspaper through to a high-end national magazine. So um, I don't know the success levels of people that might just, uh, you know, just out of the blue email luxury travel, for instance. Yeah, they probably how, get flooded with how they go. emails. Yeah, and, and there is that that slush pile of I know I was looking to write to a uh, was pitching a, a book in the US and I think, yeah, you'd send out hundreds and you'd never get anything back or you'd get the just the same sorry letter that yeah. every other aspiring writer gets. So I'd, I'm not sure how that would go only because I write from a writer's perspective. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure if other people have had experience. Uh, but but I, I would imagine that most have somebody that reads through all the, you know, and can pick some of the the key the, the nuggets. The that's gold right. That's out, right. Yep. Out of the copious numbers of yep. emails. Yep. And whether then they they may well um, you know send one of their own writers, which they'll often do, um, or yeah, the the visiting journalist program at Tourism Taz or it might be called VIP yes. influencers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but that's another great way to just to you know head head in that direction and get that assistance. Yep. Um, and then there's access to writers, uh, whether it's just to have them to come and experience um, your product or stay or anything, um, whatever you've got got in in mind that you want to share. And yeah, uh, that's another that's another way to go about it. So you can go go solo and and see how you go, or then you can just explore other options. Yeah, it's funny because I know a lot of small businesses or even big businesses out there who envy or covet the amount of um, press coverage that some of the some of the other businesses get and wonder what are they doing that's so much better than what I'm doing I don't understand what am I doing wrong and is it a case of you're not you're not telling your story or you're not telling it r- the right way or you're not going about things the right way so what what do you reckon is going on there yeah well I think from the perspective of a a writer or and the journalists particularly or those bigger magazines they're wanting something that is just uh, they love new they love uh, you know, big, new, exciting, the scoop, exclusive. Uh, and I so think exclusive, you said then. Is yeah. exclusive meaning, do you mean you're the only publication I've sent this information to? Yeah, well, it's... it's or you're the first one yeah, I'm approaching? It's, yeah, it's very good not to have a, a scattergun approach and send the same the same pitch to 20 different editors in the hope of... Someone uh, picking it up. Yeah, they'll, they'll smell the <laughs> copycat across uh, all the emails and think, well, you know... Whereas if you approach, okay, this is your key first one that you'd really like to And so and do you personalise it you so do. that they yep. realise that yep. you're the, and you say the exact words like, I'm a, you know, yep. you're my first choice? Or That's right. Do you I, actually yeah, go to that level? Yep. And I can read through a, a sample pitch that was successful um, if that helps. Yeah. 
I can how, do how, that. How does, it, how does a good one sound? Well, I, I don't have the perfect recipe, but I've done <laughs> enough, um, you know, done enough years of... Is this you pitching to a magazine? That's right. On behalf of a client or something? You've... Yeah, that's right. Okay. This, this cool. was something that um, I was working with Pump House Point and they said, oh, we'd love to get into gourmet traveller and and this is the other thing I get get this all the time that they think they some people go I want to get in gourmet traveller yeah, yeah, I want yeah. to be in Australia I'm like I would love to I'd write the story for every one of those publications but there's so much at play in the background where gourmet traveller might have just had a cover story on Tasmania and then can't revisit it for another eight months or you know there's there's all kinds of other and um, not to put a dampener on it either that there's so much so less um less dollars involved these days to where they're not hiring as many freelance and they're not they're a lot tighter than they they were um but there are things if you've got a really good story that i mean they're hungry for that as well so it's it's not to be a deterrent on on giving giving these things a go yeah sure um but this was one that i wrote uh that resulted in a, a gourmet traveler piece um so really uh i'll just read it sure. um it's only short because okay. that's another thing. Short and sweet short, is right. good. <laughs> uh, so, dear, and you've got to say the name of the editor, the current editor, because that's they'll delete it as soon as you, you put the wrong name. Especially if you spell it wrong. Oh, they're even better. <laughs> um, and, the, and the subject's also important. Good, good afternoon. I'm excited to share an exclusive opportunity for Gourmet Traveller to feature the retreat at Pump House Point. It is yet to hit national media with works near completion ready for late 2017 bookings. The new edition elevates Pump House to a high-end offering unmatched in Tasmanian World Heritage Area Wilderness. Here are the first images. I'll link to the images. Ooh. The retreat is equipped with an outdoor bathtub, handcrafted Simon Anchor king-size bed goes through a few different things. The retreat adds to an ever-popular suite of 18 established Pump House Point rooms that have run at 95% occupancy since opening in early 2015. If you're interested in pursuing, pursuing this story, I can forward further details on the new property. And then a quick snapshot of credentials. I'm a freelance writer who has written for Luxury Travel, Australian Traveller, Jetstar, Escape. It's a yep. list of different and then time frame. I can have the article complete to your word count specifications within two weeks, kind regards. So it's all it's all short and sweet because once they bite, then they'll want more. If you but, but it was long enough, like I got a sense of uh, that, uh, that was all I needed to be interested oh, to good. learn more. So let's unpack that a bit because the first thing I noticed was you didn't know the person you were talking to though because you didn't put dear. I did. Oh, yes. You did. Yeah, so no, you I did. did. Yes, I have written. Do you have a relationship with that person at all? I have, yeah. So that's a start. Do you yep. think if you didn't have a relationship that would have got through as being um, successful? I, I usually write it in a slightly different way. Like I put the um, the credentials up, up front and say this is – So you introduce so. yourself first. That's right okay. because they haven't. Um, and so mine in this one was more a reminder because it had been a couple of years. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it certainly helps if you've built a relationship. And these, you know, they all form different. They do have to be – and that's, yeah, there's, there's no no point just going copy and paste and sending it out, dear editor. That's the – unfortunately, even though it takes more time, it's, it's worth – you know, targeting five really good ones and doing a really good job, thinking about their readership, they will yes, they exactly. will respond to that and go, okay, they know our readership, they know it well, they know that this story is going to be very similar to last month's story about the Barossa Valley or whatever. Exactly. Um, that, that ticks all the boxes for them that you've taken the time and then they will take the time to investigate your story further. But I think that um, rather than giving them everything all at once, a really quick, 
snapshots. Sometimes I'll write the first couple of paragraphs of a story just to draw them in. Um, so there's different ways to do it, but also, you know, showing that you're capable of it, showing the time frame. Um, giving them some images is a great way to show that, okay, that work's done. And professional images or just good enough images to, um, to give it an idea? I, professional is ideal. Not everyone can do it. Yeah. But, um, again, you know, for the smaller businesses, that can be a struggle. But and are they generally the images they'll use in the end? Or Sometimes not? they are and sometimes they, like a, you know, a local newspaper will maybe send out send their own out photographer. Yep. But if if uh, an editor sitting in Sydney can just go, okay, great, there's high-res images by... You're making a, it easy for them. ...a well-known, the easier the better. I think that the time poor journalists and editors and they just go okay well that's easy that can that would work well as a hero image we're we're laughing already and then it's basically an email but yep we'll take 600 words and we're away yeah um the, the process is quite quite long it's not that simple um but it's getting across that first line that um so if i if i uh was a tourism operator and i had you know i wanted to kind of copy that approach how how would how would I become believable? Would I have to tell my story first up or would I you know, go with the facts of what I'm trying to say then talk about who I am? Like I think if, at what point do they believe that I'm real? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that if you approached it with a, you know, approach them by name and then explained who you are, if you're the, the owner, yep. operator, um, you know, I've just moved to Tasmania and I've just started this amazing pig farm, whatever yep, you're doing, yep. um, and then and go straight into that angle or hook that is so, so – the, the hook is yeah, – has got to be up the front, yeah, up high. that is so different. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even in the, the subject line, exclusive, brand new, something that's just going to make them, okay, I've got to click and open that. I'm curious. Fortunately for us, Tasmania is so on the radar of, you know, it was just – it hasn't, hasn't let up as far as attention to Tassie uh, – even putting that in the subject line is a, the is a, win, Tasmania a win for us. Yeah. But, yeah, but like it, it is because we're an attractive place to write about. Um, I know that Grand Designs, for instance, did a survey of all their um, viewers and Tasmania was the, the place that people wanted to see so more of. writing a bit of a wave of popularity at the moment. Absolutely. So that's, so that's quite handy. That's to our advantage. And then it's really just, um, yeah, exclusive is, is they love that. They don't want to be the generic email that's gone out to 40 places. But the problem I've got, which I'm, I may be alone in this, but mm-hmm. I feel like how long do I offer exclusivity for? Like this is hot news yes. and I really want Gourmet Traveller or, for, you know, insert name of publication here, to yep. publish an article about me, but how long do I give it yeah, before yep. it's not news anymore? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a really good question and I think what you can also do in an email like this is say, look, you've got exclusivity, I will have to put this out to others within, you know, by this date. Yeah, like um, would a love week? To hear back. Like, yeah, I think, a, I think a week gives, gives them enough. Okay. They're usually pretty attentive unless you know, if the editor's out, somebody else will be reading and so if you don't hear back within a week, you can safely assume it's either been, you know, dropped off, deleted or not not of interest or whatever, of a hundred reasons why yeah. it's yep. not of interest and you're safe to move on yep. to the next, yep. next it, round, yes. next tier of... It, it always surprises me that it can literally be, if it's a if it's a story they're interested in, you'll suddenly, these editors that are long. so busy will be within 24 hours, right. within an hour, they, they can be straight onto it uh, or you won't hear at all. So, so on that, if mm. they get back to you in 24 hours and they go, We've, we're sending somebody up, you better be ready. Yeah, like, well, that's true you, too. You, if you send something with uh, advice, we've got this new thing happening, um, don't just send it 
before you're ready, like be ready. Exactly, exactly. And that's when you're talking about more local media and things like that, what's really helpful is to have, again, make it as easy as possible for the, the journalist or writer, have everything, like a media kit, Not doesn't have to be anything too involved, but having low-res and high-res images for if they're going to do a web version, having a, a background or a little fact sheet so that then, you know, time poor, they're not going to mess up your surname or they're not going to get the facts wrong and then when you finally see yourself in print you think oh my gosh we don't have we're not on 12 acres or whatever the case is it makes their job easier and it also gives you a little bit more control over getting the facts straight because they might not come back to you they might just take everything you've said as gospel and yep. print it yep. even if it's just a snapshot of what you've given them that's right yeah and and oh god that's not actually true yeah or something if yeah that, if fudge the truth a little bit or yes be careful with that yeah so i think if um i know it's it's gold for me if if um an operator just says yep we've got got high-res images ready to go we've got Here's a background information, here's our history, here's our About Us page, about the people that started it. It it just makes it, I can literally just then pick pieces and interview them over the phone, go and meet them, whatever the case is. But doing doing the groundwork for them gives you far more likelihood of, um, you know, the more vague you are in the email and offering a few photos from your iPhone, they're going to think you're not serious or you're going to take too much of my time. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to ignore this. So what you read before was what we would call a pitch Mm -hmm. as opposed to a press release. Mm -hmm. You didn't attach a press release to that, did you? You were were pitching. No, I didn't. And so people who write press releases before pitching, does that work? Or is it now everyone's just so time poor that if you attach, you know, if you write in the body, see attached press release and that's it, Mm. um, you're probably not going to be ignored. Yeah, or well, what's best? I think in, in recent years I've certainly been asked and I've written far fewer of them, but I think they've still got their place. I know for, um, just trying to think of an example, a walk on Kunanyi that recently launched their Cedar Summit walk, um, I remember reading over his and that, that had its place because it was to give the media, it was a brand new product, it was a great way to show all the facts, put a few quotes in, if journalists can grab quotes and use them. That's all very helpful um, and that saves pitching individually to each. You know, sometimes it's okay to have that generic media release um, and attach it just almost to give, you know, factual background. So I think and does, the, it, does it work if you send, a, you know, a short pitch with the press release to someone you've never met? Do, um, I don't think it, that it would might hurt. Do. Yeah, yep. okay. I've never really thought to – it's not often that I'll send the two together. It's usually to a magazine editor I'd, I'd pitch um, – and, you know, maybe with the website for more information and things like that. It's not really – I wouldn't send a media release to a magazine editor, for instance, but I would for, you know, special events or things that are more for those generic, you know, local papers and, um, yeah. So same with bloggers. That might be okay. more of a pitch or more of a conversational, short, sharp. If they want more, they'll soon come to you. Um, sure. You've got to give them just enough to, to see, okay, the imagery, the – yeah, I can see that this story has potential and it's a good fit for our publication. But the last thing they want is the time wasting that you've just approached a magazine that's a women's magazine when you're trying to, yeah. you know, trying to do a fisherman's lodge or whatever. Sure, the, sure. Maybe that's a fit, but yeah, or maybe the hook is fast, that you've got this women's only tour, for instance. Exactly. And exactly. previously it was known as a male-dominated lodge. Yep. And this is why it's no so yep. new and exciting. So you'd put that in the body of the email. You wouldn't save that for an attachment. Yep. And that's they're never going to open an attachment if no, they're not interested. No. And absolutely, that's a great example of something that could be a really unique 
Tasmanian spin on, you know, they, they can go fly fishing, but we've got these amazing cooking classes for the wives of, you know, that's very kind of one and the, <laughs> one and the other. but the partners. The partners, <laughs> whatever the case is. So there's lots of different ways to, I think the more that is non-generic and, and different, the more you'll get the interest I think that engaging. whole um, blanket approach is just not going to work. No, it doesn't. And no one likes a, um, a, a generic nameless invitation yes. to something. I think Knowing it's, that it's, they've been BCC'd into a, a group email. Exactly. So they don't feel very special Exactly. I'm feeling so guilty right now because I know I've done that myself and I bet our listeners have been guilty of making these mistakes oh, in the no. past. Oh, no. Oh, and I've done the same and I think that, you know, it, it's a whole lot easier to, you know, I've got a database of so many email contacts and be so so lovely to just go hit bang. Um, but I've learned that that is not, well, you know, it's, it's almost like that test of what, what would you like to receive or what would you respond to versus uh, going, oh, my gosh, they, they know about our readers and they know what they're, that this is a fit and, okay, now we can talk. It's almost like how would you approach a friend? So now that you've been on the Talking Tourism podcast and we – have said your name's Alice Hansen and you're a freelance journalist, you might, you know, get a few people pitching to you to come to their tourism business and write something for them. So if that was to happen and and you were to receive contact, how would you like to receive that? Would you prefer someone calling you up or would you prefer an email or an introduction from somebody? What's the best way to, to get people like you? Oh, well, I think, um, I think email is the easiest and best. I get a lot of, a lot of phone calls too, but email seems to be uh, the the more traditional and easier way because you can respond in your own time. A lot of times travel writers particularly are on the move or um, out of range or whatever the case is in odd, odd places. So I think email is is fairly safe um, and, you know, it gives you then, you know, the date that you've sent it and to follow up. And and um, it might also benefit the, me as a, say, for instance, I'm emailing you as for my business saying I heard you on the Talking Tourism podcast or I read an article you wrote for Jetstar magazine um, you talked about this thing in it. I've got something that is sort of similar that you might be interested in. Would yeah. that sort of approach work? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, and you know, with email, you can attach a couple of photos or a website link, or I just think it's an easier way to, um, I mean, that's just me personally, but um, I, I tend to then, yeah, I think most would probably engage, but I mean, they're writers too. So. And they're people t- as well. T- typing. So they like, mm. everyone likes to feel complimented. They, oh, they heard me. Oh, they read my article. Yes. Sure. Yeah, that's going to make a little bit of difference. Yes, of course. Of so course. A- appeal to the ego. Yes. Hit them with an amazing <laughs> story or, you know, something that they can't miss out. Here's an opportunity I've got just for you or, you know, I've got this great new product development, yeah. no, launching, whatever. Yep. So already you've started that feel good yeah, Chart. absolutely. And in, in fact, one of the little case studies that I was going to mention with um, Codrock Point, um, with David, we did meet in person and that's really nice to build the rapport and then I went to stay and then we, and so that we could meet in person and talk about, okay, let's make this measurable because I was going to stay and then write a piece for Taz Weekend. Um, and this is only just a, a small article, but it was like, how can we boost the low, low season? And you know, by by doing a winter special for Tasmanians, and that was about five grand worth of booking. So that was really just a, a very quick, you know, meeting over coffee, me going to stay for a night, um, a small investment in, I guess, cleaning fees and a night that he couldn't have someone else in there. But I think I feel like that versus a generic ad, paying a couple of grand for a, a big ad is very different to a story where I've gone and stayed or any writer's gone and stayed and they've 
you know, met the penguins that wander up into the garden of the accommodation and then you wake up to the waves of the um, the East Coast, things like that are far more powerful to a, a consumer, I, I feel, than a than an ad. Um, so, you know, that, that's just, I guess, one example that um, is, is – and that's a beautiful way that Tassie works where we're not too far away from each other, meeting for a coffee, you know, seeing what – how we can work together – Every every need is different, and and I certainly try to tailor it to each. You know, some people just want, you know, can you review this media release? I've never written one. Other people are like, can you write my whole website, or <laughs> can you please, uh, you know, I'd love to get into this magazine. So I'd try to treat everyone to their to their budget and to what to the outcomes that they want. So and uh, let's say that. Uh as a tourism business, I was pitching an idea to you and you live on the mainland and you write for Gourmet Traveller. Mm-hmm. Um, do I invite you to come down and experience my my tourism offering first and foremost or do I just try to say I've got this new, you know, new product, new whatever experience um, that I really want you to write about? Like how do you, how do you approach that? Do you offer... Yeah, well, sometimes I know, for instance, luxury travel, I, I did the, the Bay of Fires walk. They used uh, myself as a local on the four-day walk. Others, they'll send down a writer. Um, so it would be just to get in touch with the editor and they'll either decide to send send down a writer. So or, you talk to the editor, yep. uh, plant the seed that you would love to have somebody come down? Mm, that's right. And especially if you're a, a new operator, again, that um, just link in with Tourism Taz and the opportunities they have um, with their visiting journalists and writers and bloggers and influencers because, um, you know, they're, they're there to help you as well. So I think that's another avenue. If it's all new to you particularly, just, you know, put your hand up and say, okay, this is – I really would love some media coverage. We're brand new. This, that's going to be for a – you know, it doesn't last forever. <laughs> you can only be new and get that hit with the journalists um, once. Yes. Yeah, and and unfortunately, the journalists always just love what's new. So unless you're putting on a new tour or you've got to invent ways then to to re-engage. So yeah, one of the things you mentioned earlier, which I want to talk a bit more about, is um, Tourism Tasmania's visiting journalist program or the visiting influencer program. I think it's now called, as we are not sure. Um, either way, journalists are influencers, so we'll call them influencers. Yep. Um, Tourism Tas have a method of vetting the right people. And I think Tasmania, as you mentioned, we're lucky enough to be hot property right now. Mm. So Tasmania, Tourism Tasmania get approached by a bunch of the, some of the biggest profile magazines and some of the smallest. Yep. So when Tourism Tasmania contact you as a tourism operator, it's fairly likely that it's a serious approach. They're not just sounding you out. Like if I was a tourism operator and a, a, someone from Tourism Tas said, hey, I've got a journalist for you, mm. I should be jumping up and down with joy. That's right. And that person generally comes, experiences the product and then potentially will write about it. Yes. So then you've got a relationship with that journalist as well so you could potentially stay in touch yep. in a year or whatever Absolutely. and say, I've got this other new thing, are yep. interested in that? Yeah. But that, and that's great. But if you don't, is the best thing to do go and meet or at least contact the people at Tourism Taz and explain to them what your business is? Yeah, definitely. And I know that they also do, um, you know, especially when, you, when you're new, you can go in and, and meet the meet the team and and do a like a presentation of what yep. what your what your offer is all about and yep. then then they can uh, you know set those things in motion whether it's you can put you on the on the map for okay we've got a visiting journalist up in the north this month oh we could now we've heard about this new place suddenly they can they can work work in with you um, yeah so I think just being on their radar and 
they also like like new and um, yeah, going going from there. Just just tap into all the support you can get. I think it's um that's yeah that's what it's there for. Yep, cool. Uh, so Alice, you've been around the industry for a while. You've seen uh, the I guess the massive shift in publishing articles from the traditional print to now lots of online stuff. And now there's influencers coming on board who are also able to come and experience your product and write about it and influence people to travel. What do you see as the future for, for the, the traditional press release, the traditional publication? Yeah, it's certainly a moving feast and it's exciting in, in a lot of ways for um, operators because some of those more traditional routes come with quite a lot of expense, whether it's, um, you know, acquiring, like the, the I guess with, you know, social media, things like that, that can be far more, um, you know, cost efficient than perhaps print ads were in, you know, a few years back when that was, there were far less uh, opportunities and ways to, to get your messaging out there. And they were very kind of rigid and fairly boring in a lot of ways. So it's mm. opened up the door to even those micro influences that may be your everyday families and, and people that can be quite um, powerful in their um, in their authenticity, I guess, because people um, and even the research shows that they're far more um, believable and authentic and can, uh, I guess, impact consumer behaviour as opposed to, you know, some of the more traditional uh, pathways. So it's also great to to keep a really open mind into all the different ways you can share your your story. That could be partnerships with other, you know, other operators in the region or it might be, you know, sharing your story in a in a blog, it might be sharing your story in a really unique way in a different medium. It's um just just feeling really and and some of those things don't need to cost a cent, and especially for the smaller businesses and the startups that don't really have much money to go and hire a, you know hire a PR company. They think that's the last thing we need to do when we're trying to just operate our business. Um, so there's. There's lots of different ways, and just being open to to that. And I think doing doing your best to align with influencers, writers, the style that that fit with um, who you're wanting to target, and and what you're offering. I think that's you know, usually the best best way to start. If Excellent, you, yeah. Excellent advice. And have you got anything else that you want to uh, leave our listeners with? Talking oh no, about no. It's just been been a pleasure. I think if if you can read some of the words that these writers have written, and it aligns nicely with what what you're about, um, just make contact. Don't, don't be afraid to, especially if you've been putting it off and thinking, gosh, where do I start? Um, yeah, hand it on to a writer that actually likes writing words. I don't know why, why I love writing words, but, um, I'm not so good at speaking them. So I'm glad we've, we've come to the end of this, but, um, quite happy to, yeah, <laughs> you've done brilliantly. no, quite happy to, to, you know, I, I guess if, if there's, there's passion in the words and it's that, that's going to deliver your story in a way that, that will really resonate and, and hopefully convert as the, as, as the other goal. Absolutely. Well, I think you've given the listener lots of food for thought um, today. So thank you so much, Alice Hansen, for coming oh, in today. Pleasure, Sam. It's nice to see you in the face because often as a writer you're faceless. That's right, so yes, getting tapping out there, away. Well done. No, I hope everyone you. got something out of that. Thank you very much. Um, if you enjoyed today's show, tell your tourism colleagues to take a listen to, to the Talking Tourism podcast, which you can find on all the good podcast places and also on the TICT website. Thanks for listening today. We'll be back in a fortnight with another conversation on Talking Tourism. You've been listening to Talking Tourism, brought to you by Tourism Industry Council Tasmania. 
For show notes, other materials and episodes, head to tict.com.au. Be sure to come back every fortnight for a new instalment of Talking Tourism. Talking Tourism.